Welcome back to the JX. I'm Angela Decker. Today on our food segment, Savor, host Will Smith visits with the owners of You Ferment, a Rogue Valley store that supports all your fermentation needs, helping folks make everything from kombucha to kimchi to beer and more. Here's Will. Hi, you're listening to Savor on Jefferson Public Radio, where we talk about all things food-related with a focus on keeping it local. I'm your host, Will Smith. Thanks for joining us. Um, I wanted to wish everybody a, a happy new year. And in the vein of that and people making ideas and thoughts of how to be more healthful for the new year, I, I wanted to t- touch a little bit on fermenting. True fermented foods uh, can help heart disease, help regulate blood sugar, help uh, weight management, your digestion. There are so many things, and I feel like fermented foods right now are really having a moment. And it's funny given that it's about the most ancient sort of practice that we have as humans on the planet. And I love the fact that we are sort of rediscovering it. And in that vein, I want to introduce Brian and Alyssa Kolosinski. They are the great proprietors of a fantastic shop in talent. It's called You Ferment. It is a do-it-yourself fermented food and beverage superstore. Supplies to help you create your own beer, your wine, uh, cider, mead, also supplies to help you make cheese and yogurt. Brian and Alyssa, welcome. Thank you. How are you guys? Wonderful. My first question was, how did you get into fermentation? I got into fermentation quite a few years ago, and I was uh, starting to make beer. Uh It was actually Alyssa that bought me a beer making kit, Uh and she had no idea what she was in for. Because all this time later, now we own the business we have and, you know, like a lot of hobbyists. I love when things go awry that way. (laughs) A gift going into a new profession. What what was your background prior? My background was in government. And Uh this was actually a hobby business for a lot of years. Sure. And after 16 years in government, uh, I decided to make this a full-time job, which has been a wonderful transition. I bet. I bet. And how about you, Alyssa? Um, I've done a lot of things in my career professional life. Currently, I'm working in government as well. You are. So. Um, is, is that where so you guys it's, met? It's not. No. We actually met through a mutual friend 20-some uh, years ago. That's so great. So how long has the store been in operation? We were originally fulfillment. Our background is actually on gluten-free brewing. Okay. And there's two dedicated gluten-free malt houses in the United States. And if you're a home brewer, you're actually buying it from Southern Oregon because we are going to ship it to you. Uh, most of our customers are actually East Coast and Canada and uh, obviously West Coast, but so much, so many more people live on the East Coast. Sure. And uh, we did that fulfillment for a really long time. And we needed a bigger space. And we moved into our location in Talent and continue to do fulfillment and very limited hours. I think at one point we had a sign on the door that said, open when we're here, close when we're not, something to that effect. (laughs) And then we had very part-time hours. And then it's only been since last December that we've been open regular full-time hours. But in that time, we expanded into everything from uh, conventional beer brewing, of course, but fermented foods, as you stated, sauerkraut kimchi, cheese making, roasted own coffee, we have a really amazingly diverse community, and a lot of times people think of our type of business as being very beer-focused. Our community is incredibly diverse. No, and I'm sure super food-focused, too. Very food-focused. Yeah. The people that I've met here in the Valley since I've been here, um, so many people 
if if not interested, um, are you know daily um, upping their intake of, of fermented items, and and that's what I thought the idea was so great that you, like you're sort of ahead of the the curve a bit, and um, one thing I did want to ask you do do you do you have um, do you have classes? Do you have instructors that ever come in, or, or it's like f as far as like an education kind of program? So far, we've offered one class. It was a beer making class, and it was a beer making one on one class, yeah. and we did that at the co op here in Ashland. And uh, we're looking forward to doing other classes here in the future. I had a really great conversation with somebody in the community, so there's there's things in the works. And we're hoping to do a, a collaboration and have more classes available in the near future. Oh, I think I think you know kombucha in particular. Um, it's such an easy sort of uh, like entry level. <laughs> Absolutely, and one of our ideas because uh, as compared to brewing beer, which can be a little bit you know time consuming and, and complicated in, in some aspects, uh, especially compared to some easier things like kombucha, which is actually really quite easy to make on a very basic uh, way. Right. Uh, we're thinking of maybe doing a combination of, of things, something that you can fit into a couple hours and come away with learning a couple different types of fermented food and beverages, right. more on like the probiotic and prebiotic. And, and I think, you know, initially when I talked to a few of my friends, um, some people are under the the idea that it, it it's a lot of equipment and a lot of vessels and heaters and timers and and it, it really doesn't have to be that to, to, to sort of start out. Correct. You can you can make it as small scale to as large scale as you want. Yeah. Um, we have starter kits that we've put together for folks that just want to make like a gallon of a product. And then you have the folks that want to spend $5,000 and more on major equipment. So we, we accommodate all levels. Very sweet. I, do, I love making pickles, but they're not fermented pickles. And so that's what I'd be interested in because for all of you who don't know, just pickling in vinegar is, you know, it's interesting. The thing about pickles, there's pickles in every culture on the planet. And I find that such an interesting thing that everybody makes some sort of pickle. Some of them are fermented and some of them are pickled in, in vinegar. But if you're pickling in vinegar, you're getting a fraction of the benefits as you might if it's actually a fermented, a fermented pickle. And like anything that is pickled could be fermented pickled, which I think is, is a very cool thing. And you, you increase your nutrition by I don't know what percentage, but a lot. Absolutely. It, the amount of things that we hear from customers, their interests, uh, it's such a wide range. Again, just the things that are people into, there's seldom a day that goes by that I don't have just an amazing conversation, whether it's uh, learning more knowledge from my customers and sometimes just learning things completely new that are new to me. And I, we both try to learn as many things as possible, but as we're discussing, there's a lot of things you can ferment. And we like to have at least minimal basic knowledge of, of everything so we can help get people started uh, and keep it simple. Oh, and the other thing that's amazing is, well, I'm sure you're going you're gonna to meet all these people. Um, but there, there's all these like experts in almost every area of fermented foods. I have 
run across at a party or met them at the store or we have a lot of people who are fermenting in this area. We get a lot of our information from our customers. If, if we don't know our customers, if, as they come in and look for various different cultures, they help us fill in our knowledge gaps, which is great because we have a reciprocal relationship with them. That's amazing. So everybody, I, I hope you're enjoying the show. This is Saver on Jefferson Public Radio. I'm your host, Will Smith, and I'm here with Brian and Alyssa Kolosinski. They are the proprietors of You Ferment in Talent. Just curious on making your own yogurt. That's not a, like a that's not a difficult sort of activity either, is it? No, it's really not. It's it's a matter of warming up milk, adding a culture, and letting it sit in a certain temperature for a couple of days. Yes, I, that would be something else I would love to know how to do. Come by the store; we'll take you through it. So that's the kind of the the nugget is that there's so many different options and and you have a fair amount of knowledge about e- each and every one of them and you can also direct people that's a great service i think technology is, is amazing as far as conventionally you're not within us how things have always been done technology and different devices and there's gadgets and gizmos for everything that there are so many ways to uh, simplify things or ferment something in a, in a different method than we've been able to do in the past and that's been really amazing too uh, beer brewing's become so easy compared to in the past, uh-huh. and you can find recipes to make yogurt, for example, in an Instapot. So uh, uh-huh. there's just so many ways you can make things fermented and do it as simple or as or as complicated as you want to make it. Oh, what about safety sort of concerns? Is is there much to worry? You want to listen to your nose, right? If it smells off, it might be off. Okay, interesting. Um, but we also have people come in and say, you know, hey, my product kind of has this type of odor. What do you think? And we'll talk them through it. And sometimes an off smell is just fine. Right, I'm sure. Um, other times you may not want to eat that. Oh, wow. So beer making still? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, beer making, and particularly with my background being in gluten-free beer brewing, uh, it's amazing how... Uh, simplified the process can be. Uh, we have, I mean, honestly, my my system that I have, I can write recipes on my phone in my bed, and it's all Bluetooth, and I can have it start brewing before I even get out of bed, so I can save myself a little bit of work. I had a friend, when I was living in New York, I had a friend who, if she went out and had a beer, she would develop hives by the time she finished her beer, and we would have to, you know, run home. Tell me the recipe of a gluten beer versus a, n- a non or a gluten-free beer. What is the difference? Conventional beer is going to be barley, wheat, rye, things of things of that nature, and those all contain gluten. Okay. And then hops and yeast, obviously. And uh, kind of what you're describing could be a lot of things. There are a lot of people that have allergies to hops. Um, huh. I can drink beer made from hops, but if my wife or I either touch a hops plant that we had in our yard for years, we immediately wilt it up. Wow. And then there's people that also have uh, yeast allergies as well. 
on the gluten-free end of things, we use, uh, and they're all malted products, uh, but we use millet and we use rice and we use buckwheat. Uh-huh. Uh, we use different pseudo cereals and ancient grains. Uh, you can use uh, things like amaranth and quinoa. And also- is there also, there's probably a long history of that as well, depending on whatever region you're from. The oldest known beer recipe in the world, I believe, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it's actually a sorghum-based beer. Huh, so fascinating. And your fermented favorite? Oh, I'm a hard cider drinker. <laughs> you are. So um, I really enjoy making hard ciders. And what's, what's that procedure like? Um, I make it super simply, uh-huh. as in I buy apple juice from the store, sure. and I'll add whatever flavoring I want, whether I make a spiced cider with, say, cinnamon and nutmeg and things of that nature, or I'll throw in cranberries, okay, or I'll do right. some fresh fruit with cherries was really good. I did that one year. And you add some sugar and you add some yeast and it ferments. And that's kind of it. How long of a process? Um, The fermentation process is only about a month. But then the aging process, you want to give it a good year or so. That's an amazing amount of education in there. And we have made uh, cider from apples that grew on our tree in our yard. So we've kind of made cider from both ends of, uh, of the spectrum. And uh, crushing and pressing and all that sort of thing, which is involved in making it's ciders from, yeah, it's, right. it can be a job. And uh, we do rent the equipment at our business as well, which can make it a lot easier. They have, uh, there's manual equipment, but the thing that makes it really easy is when you get into the motorized equipment. Right, I bet. And what's that sort of um, cost of that? Somebody um, wanted to press for the weekend. This last this last year, we were just renting the manual equipment, and I believe it was thirty dollars for a day, or if you needed the uh, crusher and press, fifty dollars for the day. We did it really on on the low end, even lower than our rep recommended. But we really wanted to allow people to use presses and use uh, crushers and kind of get our name out there that we offer this equipment. And then this upcoming year, we're going to have all the motorized and one's even water powered, for example. It's, it's pretty amazing oh, stuff. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and you guys just were participating in a fermentation festival? Actually, it's this weekend. Uh, it's coming up. It's coming up. It is this Saturday uh, so and Sunday um, at the Ashland Hills Hotel. Brew Brine, Brew Brine and Barrel. Okay. And um, so we're really looking forward to it, but we'll be there both Super. days. Well, so I urge everybody listening to seek out Brian and Alyssa. Again, uh, they are proprietors of You Ferment and Downtown Talent. Um, you've been listening to Savor, JPR's regional food podcast. You can find this program and more on our website at JPR, or rather jeffexchange.org, or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Thank you. Eat well, and in this case, also drink well. Thank you, guys. Thank Thank you. you. All right.